<laughs> That's Cedric Hunter singing throw my burdens away. Burn them down. My, 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 my. Welcome to Chosen for Purpose. I'm your host, Dr. Coderis Cowan Sr. Chosen for Purpose is a bi-weekly podcast that will be airing on Monday and Friday around 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This podcast is to educate, enlighten, and empower sharing information to help you reach your full potential and destination. Listen, listen, listen. There's a segment getting ready to come your way that's going to blow your mind. Each round is going higher and higher in the name of Jesus, and we give him all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. I need you to sit back, relax, no matter where you are, no matter where you're at. There's something good getting ready to come your way. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Listen, there's something getting ready to happen right now. Getting ready to blow your mind and help you out. (laughs) Look, this is not our user formation. This is not how we used to do things. But God is getting ready to shift something in your life as well as he's shifting something in the atmosphere. I don't know about you. But I feel something moving right now. I feel something moving right now. I feel something moving upon my heart right now. I have an episode that's getting ready to take place. This episode that's coming fit all of us. Because if truth be told, we either experience this or experiencing it right now. And it's time to break them, them, them yokes that's upon our life. That hindering spirit, that procrastination spirit, that uh, stumbling blocks that's in our path. And you do know the only way we can break yokes, they got to be the anointing. <laughs> it's the anointing that destroys yokes. So I declare and decree right now that the Lord will just break the yokes upon each and every one of you that listen to me and under the sound of my voice. 
I declare and decree sin-free power to fall upon you and your situation. You now are free from bondage and liberty is here. You ought to just tell the Lord, thank you, sir. Today's topic, today's topic, today's topic, today's topic, we're going to deal with no hard feeling. You just can't go with me. Yeah. No hard feeling. You just can't go with me. Stay tuned for more. No hard feeling. You just can't go with me. No hard feelings. <laughs> you just can't go with me. Somebody help me say that. No hard feelings. You just can't go with me. All of us, whether we honest or not, had to tell somebody those words. No hard feelings, bruh. No hard feelings, sis. You can't go with me. When you look at your life and think about just how far the Lord has brought you, you really can truly say that it was nobody but the Lord, for real, for real, that brought you this far. From the situation you've been in to the conversation you had, (laughs) to the encounters you ran across, you know that God kept you. And so many times we, we find ourselves in situations where we meet people and we connect with people and we think that the people we meet and that the people we connect to are going to always be there with us and be there for us. But we soon later discover but that is not so. Oh, we get so angry. We get so upset. We... We get in places in our life where we wonder, like, Lord, why did this have to happen? One of the greatest things I discovered I had to learn was you can't love without giving. And you can't live without love. Matter of fact, you can't give (laughs) without love. And, uh, you know, too many people are looking for love, but not, they're not willing to give anything in return. They want people to love them, fall in love with them, but they're not willing to give anything in return. I, I'm talking to somebody and I'm going somewhere. I don't know why, why the Holy Spirit is leading me there. So why he lead me there, I'm going to flow right along with him because it ain't about me. It's about him that sent me. So, so, so many people are settling in situations and even in circumstances where they're putting their all into something or even someone. They're not giving them anything in return. Mm, 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 mm. Ain't that something?
We all have found ourselves in situations that seemingly look good on the outside, but what's dealing with other issues on the inside. A lot of people are fighting battles publicly where others can see it, but wrestling and fighting other battles privately where nobody can see it but them and the Lord. Oh, they put on a smile on the outside in front of others, but crying on the inside with no one to give them a Kleenex to wipe the tears from their eyes. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Mm. A lot of people look for love in all the wrong places. And if you're honest, you you, you have found yourself mm -hmm, in that same situation where you were looking for love in all the wrong places. And and let's just be real, even in the wrong people. When you look throughout the scripture, you, you know how it is. You find people that were looking for love in the wrong places. Samson looked for love in the wrong places. He knew Delilah wasn't no good from Jump Street, but he wanted her anyhow. And there's a lot of you. You, 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 you searching for something, and you keep searching and searching and searching, and you ain't found it yet because what you're looking for is not on the outside. You got to find yourself mm, on the inside. You, you got to tell people, look, no hard feeling. But what I'm getting ready to do, I'm not doing it for us. I'm doing it for me. Sometimes you got to understand that just because people start out with you, does not indicate that they'll always be there for you. Some people are put in your life, thank you, Holy Ghost, just for a season. But other people, are put in your life for a reason. And some people come in your life for blessings. Some people come in your life just to mess and destroy your life. But I want you to know a lot of you holding on to some people in this season. And even in this hour that you got to learn to let go. I don't care how long you've been knowing it. When the Lord tell you to move, you got to move. Throughout the scripture, there was one particular person in this holy written word that really stood out to help me. His name was Abram. And God told Abram, we know him as Abraham. There's a land that I'm getting ready to give you. (laughs) But in order for you to get the land, Abraham, you got to leave your kindreds. Abraham, he took his nephew Lot with him. Even though God had commanded him not to take nobody that he knew, he took his nephew with him and his wife. And as they was passing through the city, his wife looked back and she turned to a pillar of salt. 
I want to tell you, some of you are dealing with some people. They're walking with you. You headed forward, but they're constantly looking back. And I hear the Lord saying to tell you to keep on pressing. Despite who walk out of your life, despite who don't want to go forward, and you can't make people go somewhere where they're not designed to go. See, we're trying to carry people with us that ain't designed to be on the journey with us. There's one other particular text that I want to give you that'll help you. It's about this, this, this demonic man. He was demon possessed, and uh, he was hanging out in the in the cemetery. Jesus has to come across the lake through a storm. Some of you Bible readers, Bible scholars, theologian, gospel statistician, you know the text. He get to the seashore. He get to the seashores. Get to the seashores. And th- this man who is demon possessed runs up to Jesus, bow and worship. Here is a man who is demon possessed, but yet he worshiping God. It was the man in worship with demons in him. Stay with me now. If the demons was in him, they wanted to stay in control. The first mistake they made was not stopping the man from worshiping before they got to talking. Now, now let me tell you why that, that should empower somebody that listened to me now. There have been moments where you have had a demonic forces to work in your life, to work in your mind. The first mistake they made, hear me, was letting you get to worship even with the devil in you. Somebody don't hear me. Sometimes you made it through because you got to worship. He's out of his mind, but yet worshiping, not in his right mind, but worshiping. Y'all miss me. He's out of his mind, but worshiping, not in his right mind, but worshiping. While he may be out of his mind, he clearly hasn't lost all of his mind because he has enough sense going on in his mind. To know how to get down on his knees and worship and call on the name of the Lord. And there's somebody that listen to me right now. That can testify all you need right now. It's just a peace of mind. A peace of sanity. Just enough to know how to worship. You know what ought to be your joy Every morning when you wake up, if you wake up and live to see another day, you ought to give God some praise. All that you had on your mind, making you feel like you're going crazy and losing your mind, you still had enough sense 
to fall down on your knees through the problems, the predicaments, and even through the pain to participate in worship. I mean, with everything that's going on around you and all around the world and running in your mind right now, you got Oh, my God, you got a nerve to praise and worship God. You got the urge to praise and worship God. People around you doesn't even know that you you you, you are working a job, keeping a family together, balancing a, a budget, trying to be a good parent, trying to be a good friend, trying to be supportive, trying to pray, trying to worship, trying to be all that you can be, trying to be a leader, trying to stay cool, calm and collect and focus. You trying to help people. You trying to be nice to people that that really are mean to you. Who I'm talking to? You 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 trying to speak to people that doesn't deserve your hellos and even your goodbye at the end of a conversation. You trying to shake folks' hands and giving people a handshake that you know don't even like you and don't even want to be around you, but yet instill you being kind to them when they being low down and dirty to you. See, here's one of the things that I found out about that 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 that, that if you do this will make the devil upset. It's not that you just going to church or come to church or being at church, no, that, that, that upset him. But what really upset Satan, the adversary, the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, what really upset Satan. Is when you learned not how to cuss folks out, not how to be low down, not how to be manipulative, not how to be revengeful. It's but when you learn how to worship the Lord, because every time you worship God, y'all don't hear me, you remind the devil of a job he once had. He got fired, but you got hired. Y'all don't get me. I said he got fired. Somebody ought to, oh God, hey God. Mm. He got fired. Somebody ought to give God some praise now. He got fired, but you got hired. And look, here's the, the real trip of the reality that ought to make you shout. He messed up one time and got fired. You messed up all the time and still got your job. You does know that 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 Satan he was the uh, uh, Lucifer that's his name. Mm-hmm. Lucifer was the original worship leader, and when he got narcissistic, he decided to try to take over heaven. God fired him and kicked him out. Then God made a he made a theo executive decision that from now on, I won't give worship to one person. But everybody that calls the name of my son will get high as a worshiper leader. Y'all don't get me. Every time you open up your mouth, you remind the devil of a job he once had. But, 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 but watch this. Watch this here. That's not the real reason he can't stand you. That's not the real reason he can't stand you. That's not the real reason he can't stand you because of worship. The real reason he can't stand you because every time he look at you, and think about how he messed up one time and got fired and, and he keep throwing things at you and you still got your job. And even though all hell is around you that causing you to make you feel like you're losing it all, you still know how to lift up your hands 
<laughs> and give God some praise. That messed him up. How many can testify and just thank God that he didn't treat you like you did? How many can just lift up your hands and thank God he didn't treat you like you did to him? How many can just thank God that even when you was far from God, God never was far from you? With all that demonic present in him, this man still got enough sense to worship. Text says, Jesus, take authority over the demonic presence and the spirit that was operating in that man. The demons begged Jesus to send them into the swine. The devil entered the swine, run off the cliffs and drowned. And the text said that the people of the area begged Jesus to leave the country. They came out and saw that this man who all knew was crazy, watch this, is now healed, clothed in his right mind. When they see it and asking him to leave, are the ones who kept the swine and they go and tell the ones who are owners of the swine and when the owners of the swine which is the pig see what happened to their swine they are the people that begged Jesus to leave come here what Jesus has done to their pigs have been a big financial impact on their business they lost swine which was a part of the economic of the area so so since Jesus was impacting their money they got a man who has been healed but no one is concerned about his killing or even celebrating his miracle only thing they concern about is losing money mm. they value pigs more than they value people who that sound like they, they, they lost pigs but gained a life and more pissed off about uh, the pigs they lost than the life they gained. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the brother had been delivered, which means they ought to be shouting. They ought to be rejoicing. They ought to, they ought to rejoice with the man because they too upset over the economic impact his deliverance has had on them. I figure some of y'all are going to shut down on, but let me just try it this way. We at times, we at times, ooh, thank you, Lord. We at times can be just like them, valuing things, valuable things. We value things over people. I know I'm finna get in trouble now. We value, we value money over ministry, value ministry over movement by making ministry monuments. Of our own self ingress, digestion, and diatone. So some people put price over principle and become prostitutes in the process. Y'all don't hear me. Some people put price over principle and become prostitutes in the process. Simply, simply, simply because we're more concerned about our money than we are about miracles. Mm, 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 mm. But, but but I discovered a long time ago, you don't need money for a miracle. All you need is faith in the supernatural. I don't know who you are that 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 that, that listen to me, but 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 I want to tell you, I, I want to tell you, I gotta tell you, I, I I didn't have the money, but my car's still in the driveway. Y'all don't hear me. But, but yeah, I, I said I didn't have the money. 
But my car's still in the driveway. He gave it to me. There was times in my life I didn't have the money but still got grocery in the house. Bills are paid. And I never got the money because of a miracle. And how many can be real with your boy now and say, you look this rich without a dime in your pocket because God worked miracles without money. Y'all don't kill me. We are endangering the church, this world, ministries, families, friendships by putting pigs over people. I said we put pigs over people when the money in our clothes are more than the money in the budget. Y'all don't hear me. We put pigs over people when you got 65 members and 20 armor bearers. We put pigs over people when, when you got to vote on budget instead of laying hand on the sick. We put pigs over people when, when we're constantly bringing money into the house, but no money is being shown throughout the house. We put pigs over people when we followers, when the followers, when, we, when the followers, the sheeps, when the followers, the sheep is everywhere, but can't follow your own shepherd. Y'all don't hear me. We put pigs over people when we always try to bully our way in the house of God and even with the people of God instead of praying the strongholds and burdens to be lifted. It's a terrible thing when you value, when you value, when you value pigs over people. The man made a request to Jesus. He said, let me travel alongside with you because what better demonstration can you teach a lesson if you let me walk up and let everybody see the awkward demonstration of your supernatural power after Jesus healed his brother he asked him he said he said Jesus can, can, can I come with you but Jesus told him no no bro Mm-mm. no sir you can't go with me but go home y- y'all don't hear me he told him, no, you, 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 you can't go with me. <laughs> no hard feeling. But, 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 but you can't go. You can't go with me, but you can go home. I often wonder why would Jesus tell him that? Well, because he had caused damage while being under demonic influence to his family. Jesus told him, you can't serve me in ministry. If you can't serve me in your own family. My, 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 I just helped somebody. I said, Jesus told him, you can't serve me in ministry. If you can't serve me in your own family. This brother has proved that he's a worshiper. He been clean. He been changed. And his life has been turned around. And yet Jesus told him, no hard feeling, bro. You can't go with me. I often wonder, my brothers and my sisters, why would Jesus tell him, you you, you can't go with me? 
because Jesus knew that he wasn't ready yet. I mean, I'm trying to figure out if, if, if he's a worshiper, turning life around, why he not ready yet, Jesus? The reason Jesus told him he's not ready yet, and, and, and you know, no hard feeling, he can't go with him, but because there's a whole lot of people who trying to do ministry, mm, but they're not ready. I, I don't know who I'm helping. I don't know who I'm helping. I don't know who I'm helping. There's a whole lot of people operate in positions in the house of God that may have a good name in the community. Uh-oh. But they don't run a good service at his house. They ain't ready. They, 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 there are a whole lot of folks in the church running around with fake holiness, but no practical holiness. They, 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 they not ready. You, you, you care more about building on a building, but not concerned on building on the body of Christ. Once you get the body where it needs to be, then you start working on the building. And that's the problem with these church folks. I said it. You care more about building on a building where people can see. But what about building on the body? The things that people are fighting that they can't see. And Sun Tzu says it's a dangerous thing to fight a battle that you can't see. But it's something else to fight something that you can see. I asked Jesus. I said, Jesus, why wasn't this man not ready? I mean, why you really told him no hard feeling? You, you can't go with me. He said before he could go with me, Calvin, I had to teach him priority over family, over ministry. And I've learned, I've learned, I've learned. I wish I had a whole lot of time. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of time to tell you this, but, 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 but I've learned, my brothers and my sisters, your first assignment isn't your church, isn't your, your church family. It's not even your ministry, but your first assignment is your family. God created family before he created the church. I know I done got in trouble now. I'm going to say it again. I say God created family before he created the church. And a lot of you all are trying to, to get other folk family where they need to be spiritually. And your family is dying and being lost and going to hell because of the spiritual side. You, you trying to help everybody else get where they need to be. But what about your own family? Jesus told him, no, 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 no. You can't go with me, but go home. He said, Lord, I'm ready to do it all for you. Jesus said, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you, you can't do anything for me until you go home. Because you did a lot of stuff while being under the money influence. And I can't let you think you can be effective until you fix what you messed up. Jesus said, you can't have an effective ministry until your house is in order. And that's why so many, so many of us stay away from 
from preaching and teaching about family and marriages and relationships simply because some of us, not all of us, but majority of us want to be a public success. My mind. We want to be a public success, but deep down inside, we're nothing but private failures. I said it. You, you want to be a public success in the public, but privately, you ain't succeeded nothing. You failed. There is an all-out demonic assault on the family. Not only on the family, but on the definition of the family. Don't shut down on me. Don't shut down on me. Let me let me help you and I'm gone. Don't shut down on me. Don't shut down on me. Glory to God. When we are allowing the White House, the telling, telling us what a family is supposed to be, when God already showed us and told us what family is supposed to be, there is an all-out assault. Until we get our families together, we will never be effective in ministry. Many of us want position, titles, assignment in a church house, but Jesus is telling you to go home. Maybe when you leave your particular church, your first stop ought to be your family, not a convenience store. Y'all don't hear me. Somebody get mad. I don't care. When was the last time you laid hands on your wife? When was the last time you anointed your husband and your kids? When was the last time you, you spoke of divine prophetic word uh, in somebody's life? When was the last time you spoke a word of life and not death and deceitful, and deceitful words over your children, over your friend, over that friendship? When was the last time you looked the devil in the face and told him, you can't have my family? You can't have my child or my children. You can't have my wife. You can't have my husband. You can't have my pastor. You can't have my members. You can't have me. But I break every curse that been in my bloodline of my family because my family is my priority. You got to learn how to declare and decree some things in your life. Let, let me give you this free and I'll charge you for the next one. I got to get out of here. You, you, you will never have divine favor in public until you get it together in private. I just kept somebody. I don't know who you are, but I'll say it again. You, you will never have divine favor in public until you get it together in private. After all, home is the best place to verify and validate that your change is authentic because they know you beyond your life role. Mm. Jesus said, I'm done. You're not ready until you make your family your first priority. Then I see something else here. Jesus tell the man, now go home and tell everybody what I did. 
We know what he did from the brutality of the text that he put this brother back in his right mind. Stay with me. Second thing I see in this in this text, in this masterpiece is before you ready to go with me, with Jesus. I need to text the healing of your identity. That's what Jesus is saying to somebody. That you have now walked into authenticity. Stay with me. I, I, I'll come get you if you run away. He said, I need to make sure you're really in your right mind. If you're going to do ministry, not, not just talking about the preachers now. It, it, I, I'm talking to some of you leaders. Not just in the house of God, but in the marketplace. You got to know who you are. And too many people operate inside of the house of God. Uh Uh-oh. And don't know who they are. That's why they're so easy to be manipulated by the satanic devices. Simply because they don't know their identity. They can't recognize the deceitfulness because they have no discernment. And one thing the government and, and, and God has in common is cloning is illegal. Y'all don't hear me. Too, too many people are trying to manipulate and bully their way into something that, that, that they know nothing about you. You want the position, <laughs> but, but not qualified to do the job. <laughs> you looking at the attraction of the title, <laughs> but, but you don't have the anointing to carry the title <laughs> or hold the position. Y'all ain't ready for me. <laughs> that there's a lot of people in the position that look good with it because of the attraction, but they can't really fulfill the position because there is no anointing in them. You see, the attraction is what look good on the outside, but the anointing, glory to God, is what you have on the inside. And the reason some people can't never go from pain to purpose, from pain to purpose. Y'all say it with me. From pain to purpose simply because they don't know the promises or the plan. How can you take someone somewhere if you've never been there yourself? Even with traveling. We all can go the same to the same area, but we won't end up there at the same time. And like everybody, it's all about what they can get out of it. Instead of doing it from the kindness of their heart and doing it because you know your identity. Don't be a clone. Don't be a clone. Don't be a clone. A clone is when, when, when you're going alone to get alone, knowing in the back of your head, which is the back of your mind, it's, it's not working and it's not going to work, but you're doing it because you've been programmed to do it. You've been programmed to do it. How about she? Hey, God, you've been programmed to do it just that way because Your identity is in people, but you don't have a connection with the identifier. Jesus asked them, I got to get out of here. 
What's your name? They said Legion. For we are many. Now, I heard many preachers preach this text. I heard many, many, many preachers talked about this. Clue myself. We, we would say that he was full of uh, 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 devils. That, that, that's cute, but it's not correct. Because when you when, when you look at the text, you got to put the text in the proper context of the historicity of the text. If you read this with the first century eye, when, when they heard the term legion, they didn't know that they, 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 they didn't know or think of demons. They thought of Rome because legion was the name of the largest single unit in Roman army is 6,000 soldiers. Now, all of that should give us a clue of what's going on with the mind. That man is crazy because he got Rome in his head. Y'all stay with me here. I got to get out of here, but I want to help you. He got Rome in his head and he ain't a Roman. So his mind has been messed up by trying to live a life contrary to who he is. He's not a Roman, but Rome is stuck inside his head. That he's trying to act like somebody that God didn't make him. My, 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 my. Mm. He's been trying to fit in who I'm talking to. You trying to fit in where you don't belong. He's been going crazy because he don't know. And some of you don't know who you are. And whenever you trying, whenever you trying or whenever you try to be, or live another life other than who you were made to be, can I tell you, you got Rome in your head. When, 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 when you give in to culture and try to be more like culture than Christ, you got Rome in your head. I'm, oh, I'm going to go there. <laughs> and, and, and there are too many people in the church uh-huh, <laughs> that come to church with Rome in their head. <laughs> don't, don't know how to be who the Lord created them to be <laughs> because they got Rome in their head. <laughs> Everybody's shaking and shacking and <laughs> you think you can shack and so <laughs> you come to church trying <laughs> to cover up with your sin, yeah, <laughs> trying to cover up your sin, trying, y'all don't hear me, to, to cover up your sin, to, sitting next to your sin, to, and, and want it to be all right because you got Rome in your head. I know it ain't nobody perfect, but sin is sin, and sin separate you from God. He said, be ye holy, for I am Holy, you got to tell some folk when God going to elevate you in this next season of your life. I'm done. No hard feeling. But you can't go. You can't go with me. You got Rome in your head. We're more concerned about pleasing the culture than Jesus. We more concerned about pleasing the culture than Jesus. When our music become culture driven, when you can't tell now when you go into the church if you if, if the people you're dealing with is holy or hip hop, if the server is circular, circular, secular, circular, secular or sacred, faith or featherlight, you, you don't know if, if you're dealing with holy people or just hellish people. But the Bible says, try the spirit. By the Spirit, to see if it be of God. Too many churches, too many ministry, too many preachers, too many people are operating like Rome, bowing down to dictators 
when the only dictation or dictator you need is the Holy Spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit will tell you when you're wrong. Oh, the Holy Spirit will tell you when you're wrong. You know when you've done something wrong, your conscience will eat at you. You know when you're done wrong, your conscience will eat at you. Too many people doing stuff and they doing it and they keep doing it repeatedly because they ain't got no conscience. Have you ever done something wrong and you know you did it wrong and your conscience told you you shouldn't have done that? Or you get ready to do something and the Holy Spirit told you, if I were you, I wouldn't do that. I don't know who you are, but you're dealing with some people in your life. And you need to tell them, I appreciate everything you've done for me. I appreciate every gift you've given to me. I appreciate every time that I need you, you were there for me. But I'm in a place in my life now, glory to God, <laughs> where God is shifting me to another dimension. <laughs> and I know that we got history together. <laughs> I know we made history together. <laughs> I know we created some history together. <laughs> but where I'm going right now in this season of my life, <laughs> I didn't take you off the list. <laughs> But God removed your name. And because he removed your name, I am his child. And when he lead me, I got to follow. But no hard feeling, bruh. No hard, no hard feeling, sis. No hard feeling, mom and dad. No hard feeling, my friend. I got to tell you, you can't go where I'm going. Where I'm going, it's not about sight. It's a faith move. Some of you getting ready. And this next month and this next season of your life, God going to bless you with new cars. Or oh, I prophesy now you're going to get a new car. Some of you been praying for this job. You're going to get that new job. Some of you been praying for the Lord to do something great in your life. Oh, you getting ready to, to get it. I prophesy right now in the name of Jesus. That everything that been hindering you from your past and causing you to live in your present. I bind it up right now in the name of Jesus. That you'll walk in victory in your future. No more, no more, no more, no more settling. No more defeats. No more depression. No more devastation. No more loneliness. No more abandonment. In this season of your life, God get ready to send somebody in your life that'll encourage you, inspire you, that'll motivate you, that'll empower you, that'll tell you you're wrong. Get yourself together. Go back to the person and apologize. And even if they don't receive it, the blood is not on your hand. Go get a witness and tell them. Let the witness stand there and, and see that you apologize. And even when they don't receive it, the Bible says shake the dust. Leave us a testimony. Stop holding on to people that ain't holding on to you. Tell folk no hard feeling. You can't go with me. Sometimes you got to tell folk this. It, 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 it's not personal. But where I'm getting ready to go in my life. I'm sorry. You can't go. I got a date with destiny. Oh, I'm going to write that book. I'm going to start that business. I'm working on the business plan. Who I'm talking to. I'm going to finish that degree. Oh, I'm going to be all that God called me to be. I'm going to get back closer to the Lord. I will be saved. I shall be saved. My family shall be saved. My household shall be saved. My mind will not be discombobulated. I got peace right now in the name of Jesus. I don't know who you are that listen to me. That going to listen to me. 
But I prophesy right now in the name of Jesus. That you shall live and not die. But declare the works of the Lord. You shall live and not die. But declare the works of the Lord. You shall live and not die. But declare the works of the Lord. Some of you are in dying situations. But you shall live and not die. Jesus. 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 No other name given unto men that you shall be saved. It's the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every tongue gonna confess, every knee gonna bow, every eye shall see his glory. Oh, he's on his way back. And if you don't know him in your palm of your sin, if you don't know Jesus, get to know him. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. That's why when folks get ready to walk out my life, I just tell them, go head on. No hard feeling. You can't go with me. I don't want a whole lot of things in life. I, I'm not worried about the money. I'm not worried about the car. I'm not worried about the woman. I'm not worried about the women. I'm not worried about the friends. Thank God for the friendship. But the only thing I want in this season is just a little more Jesus. Y'all don't hear me. May not be all the way where I should be, but I thank God I ain't where I used to be. I shall live and not die. I'm going to get where oh, the Lord want me to be. I'm going to have everything that the Lord told me I can have. I shall have life and have it more abundantly. You're going to have life and more abundantly. Next month going to be a good month for you. And Psalms 139 and 14. This word for somebody. I praise you. Because I am fearfully and wonderful made. Your works are wonderful. I know the full well. Some of you been tripping over your own thoughts. But I just want to tell you that you are fearfully and wonderful made. Marvelous are thy works. And your soul knoweth right well. Baby guilty. But you ain't got to take the charge. Charge already been taken from you. Jesus paid it the ultimate price by dying for your sins. Don't know who you are. Trying to cut folks loose. Tell them no hard feelings. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. <laughs> but you can't go with me. God told Abram. Told Abraham, there's a land I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the land. Then tell him where the land was. He told him to go. He didn't need a GPS. The only thing he had to do was just watch the hands of God and just trust God with faith. Sometimes that's all you need is a faith. What you're going through is not an everyday move. It's a faith move. You don't need a whole lot of faith. You just need a uh, faith of a size of a mustard seed. You can speak to your mountain. Tell it, be thou removed. Move out the way, mount mountains. And sometimes we tell God to move the mountain. Sometimes you ain't got to tell God to move the mountain. Just tell him, give you the strength to climb the mountain. Land I want to give you. In order for you to get the land. 
got to leave your kindreds. Even though he took Lot with him. She had got so caught up in looking back. Sometimes you got to start hanging with folk. That's the only thing they want to do is look back. And each, each time you keep looking back at what you lost and what you had. The enemy just playing with your, your mind, telling you, oh, you done lost something. You ain't lost nothing. Because everything that left you and that was attached to you, tell God, thank you, because some things ain't demonic. Something happened because it was divine. And some people come in your life, uh, uh, they come in your life with a divine assignment, on a divine assignment. But some people are coming in your life, they're coming with a hayatable she, mm, a divine assignment. But they got devilish and a demonic agenda. But no weapon form against you shall prosper in every tongue that rise against you. And judgment shall be condemned. I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. I pray I said something that'll help you along your way. Peace and blessing be upon each and every one of you. Remember, this demonic man had was 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 changed up. They tried to change every time they changed, and they broke the change. But Jesus healed him. And if Jesus healed this man and he was out of his mind, imagine what he can do to to you. They're going through problems in the mind. You ain't got to fight that battle alone. Only one person that can deliver you from those pain and past predicaments, Jesus. Tell people when God delivers you out of this situation. No hard feelings. Why you don't call me no more? No hard feelings. Why you don't text me no more? No hard feelings. You can't go where I'm going. Peace and blessing be upon each and every one of you. I love you. And I thank God for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chosen for a Purpose podcast. It is my prayer that God bless each and every one of you with your wants, your needs, and give you the desires of your heart in this season. I pray that something was said on this day to help you along your way. I'm asking each and every one of you all, if you'll be so kind to subscribe and to share this link on your various social media pages. Peace and blessing be upon each and every one of y'all. And I want you to know I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. And as I leave you, I want to leave you with this nugget. And the nugget here is stop giving people power over you. Stop giving people power over you. Don't let what's going on around you get in you because if it get inside of you, it has control of you. I'm Dr. Cody Harris Cowan, Sr. Thanking you for tuning in to this podcast. Shalom.